Welcome to the new episode of the Nutty Talks with PK and Nikki. Where we host adventures and travelers. I guess our guest, a photographer, a scuba diver, the most amazing, exciting person I know, Christine. So, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christine. I met Christine on a photo shoot. Uh, she was uh, taking pictures for a McDonald's models, and she took a picture of mine. And later, I became a McDonald's model, and I became pretty famous all over the McDonald's website. Uh, for that, thank you. And with the no delay, Christine, hi. Hey, hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Christine. So, how's it going, Christine? Things are going well, and about you guys? Ah, uh, we're doing great. We're doing perfect. <laughs> so, Christine, uh, so uh, tell me about yourself. Like, what you do, uh, your travels, your experiences. How did it all started? Okay. Um, where do I even start? Uh, <laughs> From the beginning, please. Well, I mean, I guess um, I started with couch surfing maybe a little more than 10 years ago yeah. that's kind of how my traveling and being kind of influenced by people all over the world began mm-hmm. um, I'd gone to some talk it in my college and some girl had mentioned couch surfing and I just kind of filed it in the back of my mind and then when I was going off to my first internship in California uh-huh. there's an opportunity to stay with uh, or there's an opportunity for me to like um like or i was like stuck in between places and so for some reason my uh brain brought back couch surfing and that's where it all began i stayed with this amazing family and then mm-hmm. i was old for the rest of my life so i've been on couch surfing pretty actively all over the world uh-huh. communities surfer and um, sometimes as a host and um I'm based in Chicago at the moment. Nice. Um, I um, maybe a little more than a year ago, I had come back from traveling uh, for about like three years. Nice. And yeah, it was like an insane journey, and <laughs> is kind of um, I don't know, been defining years in my life, and kind of given me this global perspective that is um, that is really interesting to share and that I do like to share and being in the couchsurfing community in Chicago uh-huh. has been really good in terms of keeping that uh, those travel vibes going oh, yeah, and meeting sure. kind of connecting with other world travelers has given me a home and community here. Tell us a little bit about your uh, three years journey. How did it start and how you decided to go on a three years travel and uh, what inspired you? Sure. Uh, so I've, through Couchsurfing, I've met so many people who have traveled and some people who I've hosted people who are like world travelers mm-hmm. and one of those people who were like oh man that sounds really cool and I wish I could do that uh-huh. and it was kind of like a trigger I was like why can't I do that like there's no 
I mean, besides, I mean, I guess it was always the finances that scared me. Like, well, you probably need lots of money to travel. That's true. And then <laughs> my friend was getting, uh, like, a childhood friend of mine was getting married in India, mm-hmm. and that was the kind of um, point that she was. She invited me to go to India to be her bridesmaid,、uh-huh. and I thought. Well, she's given me enough forewarning, a little like about a year in advance,、mm-hmm. and so I was th- I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to save up as much money as I can、uh-huh. and just go, and then just see how long I can go for. I mean, it's better to just try it. And, like, you I mean if it only lasts for a couple months, you know, then it's fine. And lo and behold, like it took me about three years, and then I came back, and it was. I mean,、wow. I never would imagined to have been gone for so long. So it all,、uh-huh. so it, it all started from India. Then your trip started from India. Yeah, I'd never been to Asia before. So, I mean, my family is from China. Yeah, I was and, thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, I was always born in the U.S., and so there is this. There's always been this identity side of me that I never knew about. Like, I mean, my family obviously is Asian,、uh-huh. but. This like Asian American duality, but then when people would see me, they'd never understood.、Um, they're like, "So you're from China?" I'm like, "I've never been there. I don't know anything about Asia. I've never <laughs> set foot on that continent." So when my friend、um, invited me to go, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go. Let's go to India, and then I'll go to China, and I'll check out the rest of Asia."、Nice. And then it turned into this whirlwind journey that I didn't. I didn't really plan much out. <laughs> Just go with the flow. And like, because you know, if you create these barriers in your head of like, oh, I need to plan things out. I need to have this many、yes. things. I need to have my whole life lined up and be ready.、Um, but that's also part of like my personality. I'm adaptive, but also spontaneous. So、yes. something happens. Learn to adapt and be flexible with it. Whenever I met any any travelers who had done world travel, the one thing everyone says adaptability and flexibility is one of the main characteristics of the travelers. Like everyone I meet are like that. They can like they're very flexible. They can go to any place. They can eat anything. They can be at any place. That's that's what makes them so child to travel any place in the world. Right. Yes. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So.、Um, I. I I saw your pictures of scuba diving, you know. Yeah. So how how did it all start? The scuba diving journey. I know that you are a, a dive master now. Yeah, professional dive master. I I have I just have my pad paddy. So how did all how did it all started for you? Um. Well, scuba diving is、uh, one of those activities that is pretty common with travelers. Yes. And it's something that. Um, I'd heard about, and it's a part of the world that I hadn't explored. I mean, I grew up in the Midwest, and so most of my experiences are terrestrial. We obviously have a lake, but I mean,、yeah. from here, yeah, <laughs> I get it. So when I、um, went to Asia, and like people are doing all these、um, extreme activities, and I am a a, a nature lover, environment, I'm a conservationist. And also,、um, I'm an、uh, adrenaline junkie.、Yes. So I saw like people scuba diving, and I'm like, oh, I would like to do.、Mm-hmm. 
when I went to Malaysia, that's where I went to get my Patty Open Water certificate, and I was like hooked. I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. There's a whole yes. other world. I have never. I... This is way more interesting than the aquarium fish <laughs> that I had to keep as a kid. I had no idea. I wanted to go in and I wanted to see how far I can go, and so I. Did my um, open water in Malaysia? I did a couple dives in Thailand, but it wasn't until and then I did some diving in like South Africa and Australia. And then I got more serious when I went to. I had a friend who was a um, who was doing an internship、um, for his dive master in Mexico, and he told me like, "Hey, they're looking for someone to fill my position after I finish." And I had just come back.、Um, From、uh, being abroad for a couple years, and then, but I was a little bit, I wasn't ready to come back to the U.S. And so, after two months of being back in the U.S., I left again to go to Mexico and、uh, trained up and got my advanced、wow. certification, my rescue dive, and my professional dive master. Okay.、Yeah. How many dives do you have so far?、Yeah. How many dives? I have a hundred and thirteen. I have like. Maybe ten. I don't know. Ten dives, but diving is a very yes, yes, it's、activity. expensive. But when you dive inside, the whole universe changes. Everything is so calm, and you can see the fishes fly、right. swimming beside you. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, it's a meditative experience, and it's it's interesting. I mean, I didn't really. Consider myself comfortable in water before I kind of like went through the whole、uh, diving experience, and then it became kind of like. I mean, if my world above water was chaotic, <laughs> I would go under, and then it would just be calm, and you know, all you—it was you, the water, and the environment、yes. around you. You didn't have anything. There was nothing pulling you. To do something, there was no deadlines. Nothing mattered. The chaos、yes. above water was just still. I like how you describe it. <laughs> I know, right? Hundred and thirteen jumps, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, Christine,、uh, you have traveled for three、yeah. years. Share some stories, those exciting stories that you want to share. Some of them. Oh. I mean, okay,、uh, let's start with got, one of the happiest moments that you have、uh, experienced. I was like, oh my god, this is heaven.、Uh, it may be party or nature or anything. That place was a dope place. What, what was that place for you? I mean, I guess I would probably be biased to the diving. <laughs> Obviously, diving. <laughs> Right,、uh, diving or snorkeling or something like that.、Uh-huh. Um, I did a liveaboard trip in Australia.、Greece. One of the,、okay. of course,、uh-huh. one of the greatest trips is like to go to the、yes. Great Barrier Reef, right? Before, because another thing about scuba diving is learn about、uh, underwater conservation and how、yes. the reefs are dying based on yeah, the yeah, impacts, yeah. right? And I did a three-day liveaboard trip. So you、wow. live on a boat and you eat and breathe. And live underwater basically, and then you、uh, just go diving a lot. And、um, what, like, I mean, just being and being underwater and stuff. And so, well, that actually wasn't. So the Great Barrier Reef was a really awesome experience. 
but um, it was actually uh, a diving experience in Indonesia where I went to go diving and um, just seeing manta rays, oh, manta rays yeah. are about five meters long, these mm. massive stingrays and they are very majestic mm-hmm. and they were just so calm and just glided so close to us and we just like we just paused in the water and just watched wow. them kind of like dance and twirl and kind of feed on things and they were just kind of unperturbed unper- by us but it was just like watching nature at its mm-hmm. finest in wow. action and like just being uh-huh. part of it not taking was an amazing wow. experience did you do any scary yeah. stuff while diving like I know that uh, deep diving is hard, cave diving is hard, and uh, did you ever dive mm-hmm. with sharks? Was there any scary experiences while you dived? What was your scariest moment? Um, so it's interesting. I mean, it's different for me just because uh, being a, a wildlife conservationist and working uh-huh. with animals, animals don't really scare me, especially uh-huh. sharks. Um, so. Given, even given my uh, position now and in the past, I'm a marine educator. So there's a lot of misconceptions about sharks and they're not actually scary. They're more like scared of humans and we're more of a danger yeah. to them than the other. Um, and so I didn't really have any scary experiences underwater in terms of like sharks mm-hmm. or anything. Um, I mean, one of my, another good, great experiences, uh, so I don't have much experience night diving, but when I was on that liveaboard trip in Great Barrier yep. Reef, it was doing night dives and the sharks had gotten used to um, Dive the crew throwing food over the uh-huh. side. And so the the sharks would be swirling on behind the boat <laughs> and I was just so <laughs> and I, would, I was the wow. first to jump the boat and like straight into this like I don't know 40 or something like like maybe small to medium Whoa. sharks and it was so um, so uh, in terms of scary experiences I mean like I'm a pretty safe diver and like that's something you have to consider it's I mean it's still a, like even though it's very calm and like amazing down there you do also stay on your toes because you don't want to run out of air. <laughs> yes. You have to make sure your dive buddy's okay. So I think that was probably it. It was. Um, That's good. That's um, diving with sharks in the dark. Great barrier lift. Great barrier yeah. lift is dream for every scuba diver in the world. Everyone would at least want to dive once in that Great Barrier Reef in Australia. Like even I want to do it once in my life, or maybe soon. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. So I remember to answer your question. Um, it was when I was diving with a dive instructor, uh, myself, and a friend of mine, and he wandered off. So we had oh. lost him. We'd lost everybody, and then we so we go back to the surface. That's yes. what you're supposed to do, and we couldn't find him. He had wandered off with a different dive group and just gone off yeah. with them. And we were so terrified, but then he was fine. But then yeah, it, it would be a scary so situation. Scary. I understand <laughs> because you always, uh, for you, for you people who don't know, when you scuba dive, you always dive with a dive buddy, 
it's because when oxygen run out anything can happen under underwater so you always have a dive buddy with you when you're scuba dive yep got to look at the picture yes. so let's come out of the water now so tell yeah. <laughs> tell me some of the i know you are you like hiking and stuff so in your in your 3 years journey what kind of, what is the best place you hike and what are the what is what is what is the best place like you hike or beautiful place you would say uh i would say my favorite trek was Nepal. Yeah. Uh I had, um maybe finished about 5 months uh-huh. in India and went into Nepal and I was trying to figure out which trek I wanted uh-huh. to do and so I did research while I was traveling and just like found out that you could do the Everest base yes. trek uh hike by yourself and I was like that sounds insane why not <laughs> don't tell me you did it why you not did it by yourself don't tell me that oh yeah oh yeah. <laughs> no uh, uh, how much is it 18000 feet uh, it is I, i i have friends who have done base camp but it's not that easy yeah. you need to get acclimatized to the weather and it, how, how many days it take it took for you to reach the base camp and come back so the round trip for me took about 26, 26 days all by yourself did you take all the rations with you yeah i mean it wasn't like yeah, i had a lot of people <laughs> there it is a very yes. common trek um but the the majority of people will fly into a Maybe certain uh, village like uh, lukla it's actually like one of the They, yes. most dangerous like, <laughs> yeah so the fly in and they'll hike it for maybe 10 12 days and then they'll fly mm-hmm. out but the thing as a budget backpacker mm-hmm. is i have time yes. i don't have money so people who do this trek and they pay for porters and they pay for guides and stuff are spending thousands and thousands of dollars i decided to you know do my research see what i could do and it's not like i was camping along the way there are Any hostels um and stuff that you can stay in they're small but they have like beds there and like water and stuff like that and so um i took a bus to one of the closest or the closest town you could um take a bus to and then started mm-hmm. hiking from there and then stayed along the way i didn't really plan out how long every day i just kind of went as long crazy. as i could i down or i had a gps and so i downloaded the everest base camp trek on uh-huh. that gps just because um there were some times where there it was snowing and like you couldn't find the trail like like i mean if there were people in front of you maybe but i mean i remember encountering a guide who was also walking and he's like are you here by yourself <laughs> and they're like what are you doing <laughs> But, I mean I also decided to take it slow the way that I did like 26 days so I could slowly acclimate like oh, without yeah. any trouble you when you're coming from such a low elevation and you've had uh, no time to like acclimate then you damn. get in trouble like I I've gotten altitude sickness before when I've done another it sucks uh, big trip. it really sucks it, I had 
I got yeah. heart disease sickness while I was doing a bike expedition in Ladakh. So I went from eight thousand to eleven thousand oh, yeah. in single day. Yeah. Hey, oh my God! Yeah. So I was driving the bike. I got this. Like I felt dizzy and I fell down. And I woke up after twelve hours. My friend took care of me. But it What? you. All your energy is lost. You can't feel anything. Oh my god, it was so stupid. I I don't want to experience it again. But yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that you have no yeah. energy, and like, people around you talk about you like you're not there. <laughs> <laughs> I just probably didn't have that yeah. experience. Once in all. a lifetime, you need to. So you need the uh, hypothermia once and oh, once no, I, uh, altitude oh. sickness. <laughs> But I mean, so I I hiked up, um, and it took me, um, and it took me a good amount of time to get all the way up. I did also like there's other places you can go to, like uh, Kalapatar is another hike, like like side mountain by it, and like a beautiful areas nearby. So I was like going to those places, and like I I befriended some people along the way because we would be staying yes. at the same place, maybe hike different speeds. But yeah, you, know, yeah. you connect with them, and a lot of international travelers, and then like there was avalanches. Oh when yeah, I was up no. There, I was like, Maybe I don't need to go today because <laughs> there's. Yeah, you don't want to get under avalanche. Yeah. yeah. And then so I made it to this uh to where the actual because there's there's a tour summit and then an actual summit or like not really the summit but like where base camp because there's many layers of base camp so I went to the, to the most popular. Okay. One, you know, and all back all the way down, um, and made it just in time to make it to um, Kathmandu to celebrate New Year's Eve. It's crazy. Hmm. It's awesome. That's that's amazing. Like I have never met someone who has done the Mount Everest by themselves. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so how many mm-hmm. countries have you traveled so far in your in your whole life? How many countries? What's your count? I think it is stands at twenty-three, but it also depends on what you define as. Yeah, you can't really travel right? a country. It's just like the places you want to go. Then wants to go country has their own culture, food, people, so. And then, but also like what, how long, or what counts as being there? Like, can you be there for thirteen hours? Count, count it. Right, so I mean, I say roughly like twenty-three, not twenty-three. Okay. Yeah, because the way I traveled was I traveled, and that's that's one thing I would recommend to budget backpackers is to travel slow. Yeah. Because when you slow, <laughs> your money like stretches depending on what countries you are. Like if you're in developed, like first world nations, you know, your money is quick. Yes. And especially if you're traveling fast, like you don't, because then you're taking planes, you're doing like expedited, like um, trains or whatever. Otherwise, you take the forty-hour train uh, ride. The bus ride. Oh, no, the hitchhiking. Yeah. Did you hitchhike? Do you like the hitchhike? Path. I did hitchhike. Yeah, I've hitchhiked. I think. Um, hmm. Either. Five or six continents now, but yeah, it's hitchhiking is Fun also way. a very unique experience. 
especially as a solo traveling. Yeah, solo traveling is taking easy, but people will get disappointed because they don't get it on the first try. But the thing is, you need to try it for like ten times, then someone will give you. One really depends. Like there's, there are unwritten rules with hitchhiking. Like you never hitchhike at night. No one. Yeah, nights are catchy. What country would you say is yeah. the most hitchhike friendly country? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Um, what do you think? Uh, I had a really easy time. I think. In Taiwan, Taiwan was really good、wow. to me. Just because Taiwan, like, I was hitchhiking from random spots and I still、Ooh. made it there. Okay.、Um, yeah. Oh, cool then. So. Yeah. So I feel like、uh, the traveling, the traveling teaches you so many things. As you travel 23 countries,、um, three years backpacking. What suggestions do you have for other travelers? Being a woman by yourself, traveling solo, what suggestions do you think you can give it to other people? Well, I think it's very important for a person to experience traveling by themselves for any length of time, at least once in their life, just because it. Really helps you develop your sense、okay. of self, and it really helps you understand who you are as a person. Because、um, what was interesting about a lot of the time that I was traveling was like when you're surrounded by no by like a lot of people who don't speak any of the language、yes. you speak, you kind of get a little more introspective. So getting a better sense of who you are, like. I kind it's it sounds weird to say, but I like became my own best friend, <laughs> and so it really developed my sense of character and、um, like I'm I'm a, I'm a very like strong person internally and like know that I can count、yes. on myself at、yes. any point. Thing that I do time, and so I think it's really important for people because we live in a very like. Um, even though we are very social creatures,、um, people are always looking for maybe someone else or something else to fill that void. But I really think that people need to kind of conquer their fears and work on themselves by traveling by themselves in any near years. Okay. That's very interesting that you mentioned that、um, anyone needs to access travel by themselves to get a sense of who they are. Um, so, what has surprised you about yourself?、Um, I think、uh, what surprises me about myself is my sense of resilience in how well I can deal with pretty much catastrophe <laughs> or complete. I I think you know? I think traveling solo teaches you that. Yeah. That will teach us you being strength, you being strong, and dealing with all kind of situations. Anyway, so、mm-hmm. the, so let's so let's keep the traveling aside. Let's play a short game. Ask you a bunch of random、sure. questions. Just answer with the one word. Quick, quick response. Kind of a round, all right? Okay. Sounds good. 
All right. Yeah. So, uh, what do you like? Uh, traveling nature or traveling cities? Uh, hostels or hotels? Where do you like to live? Do you like hostels. to try, try local cuisines or comforting food? Light local cuisines. Travel light or uh, pack comfortable? Um, uh, what's on top of your bucket list? Oh god, that's hard. Um, um, come on, quick, quick, quick. I know, um, summiting uh, the highest peak in South America. Uh, is it Kilimanjaro, South America? No, 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 that's in no, I'm thinking because it's. Uh, and then Andy um, something right? uh, no what am I doing okay anyway we'll google it we'll google it <laughs> okay so how did your photography help you did anything help you in uh, photography helped you in any of your travels or anything I mean ph- photography for me is a very big mm-hmm. passion um It has helped me in the sense of for for someone who is always like on the go and constantly experiencing okay. something. It's it's good for me, but it's also about finding a balance. So for me, it's been difficult, and I'm still trying to figure out finding a balance between being in front of the camera and putting the camera mm. aside. And okay. So I learned to sometimes absorb the moment. But sometimes I absorb the moment as when it's happening. But like by photographing it, it allows me to remember. The places here already. Oh, yes. Christine, your voice is I'm, very low. Can you speak up or? Is it know, better it, now? It became a little low. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Is this, this any is better? better? Okay. I didn't change anything. <laughs> okay. Um, I get that. Yeah. Mm. So, travel podcast with uh, Christine, the photographer, the scuba diver, the nature conservationist. What else I can call you? What are the adjectives that I can use on you? Marine, Marine educator, educator. There you go. Adrenaline junkie. junkie. There you go. The girl yeah. who's who <laughs> dive with sharks. <laughs> <laughs> World surfer. <laughs> All right. Thank you for being on our podcast today. Thanks yes. for having me. So, if you want to follow Christine, her Instagram is Christine. What's your Instagram? Christine Chung. Photography. Christine Chung Photography. You can follow her on Instagram. If you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is bk underscore advtrvlr, and Nikki's is Nikki Sasha. Nakisa Shah. <laughs> If you want to watch videos, I do also videos on YouTube. It's under the name of the channel, The Nutty Talks. Same thing. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. It was wonderful talking to you, Christine. Have a wonderful traveling experience. More in your life. Go Adeling Junkie. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye.